1: Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business App and Bloomberg Radio.
2: Now, let's go back to our story about the weather because this amber extreme heat warning has come into force with temperatures forecasting to hit 37 degrees in some parts of the country over the next four days. The period between January and June this year was the driest in England in 46 years, prompting warnings about the effects on agriculture, nature and wildlife. Now, Thames Water is the largest provider in the UK and it's planning to introduce a hosepipe ban in weeks, but it's also admitted that it needs to do more. to fix leaks. Catherine Ross, Strategy and Regulatory Affairs Director at Thames Water joins us now. Catherine, you've got to fix the leaks first before you bring in hose pipe bands, haven't you?
3: Well, it's not a sequential issue. We have to do both things. Uh, we have to do both things at the same time. So we are asking our customers uh, to do more, to use water wisely. We're going to be asking them to to put away the hose pipes. Uh, we'd like them to do that now, but uh, we're going to be introducing a hose pipe ban in a couple of weeks time. But obviously, uh, you know, people are absolutely right. We do need to do our bit and we need to get on top of, of leaks. That's why we've got teams dedicated to doing exactly that. Uh, and At the moment, we're fixing more than eleven
1: hundred leaks every single week. What is the situation facing your water area heading into this weekend?
3: Yeah, it's not good. Um, We have had a a remarkably hot, dry summer. We've had rainfall of less than 65 percent of the average. July in our area was the driest since 1885. And unfortunately for us, that also comes after a dry winter. Um, We also had a dry spring. So we get a lot of our water from rivers. We get a lot of our water from groundwater uh, and and rivers and groundwater just haven't been filled up and replenished with the rainfall we normally expect. So uh, we are running short of of water. We have enough uh, to supply our customers uh, essential needs. That's that's not a problem. But we are asking people to use water wisely uh, over the coming months so that we make sure that we've got enough for everybody's needs when they really need it uh, for, for, for the uses that they really need it for.
2: And Catherine, we've had a story on Bloomberg this week, a scoop reporting about the potential blackouts when it comes to energy because the situation there could get so desperate. How bad could water get? Could, could we actually see water cut-offs?
3: Well, it depends how long the drought goes on, what we need to do. So at the moment, we're, we're thinking about introducing a hosepipe ban that's likely to come in in, in the next two weeks. Um, if the drought continues, if we don't get any rain uh, through the winter, we might have to impose further restrictions. Uh, but we are we're not considering cutting anybody off. I mean, that that, that would just be unacceptable and that, that that's not in consideration.
1: Uh, I'm curious about how a hosepipe ban gets enforced. And also in the the Thames water area, what sort of difference does a hosepipe ban actually make?
3: Yeah, it makes a a big difference, actually. And and one of the things that we've seen using our metering data is that where we supply people in areas where there's outside space, so gardens, parks, that that sort of thing, uh, in the hot weather, demand in those areas can increase by up to 50 percent. And we think a lot of that is to do with people watering gardens and playing with water in gardens. And if we can just dial that down, we can make a massive difference uh, and conserve water when we really need it.
2: But you said so absolutely no chance of houses having their water cut off, but farms rely on water for crops. Businesses rely on water for everything from cleaning to cooling. Could we see a worst case scenario where industrial water usage needs to be capped?
3: That is a possibility at some point. Uh, We don't know when the drought is going to end. We don't know when it's going to start to rain. We're not considering going beyond a hosepipe ban uh, for our residential customers uh, at the moment. But if, for example, we get another dry winter, if we get another dry spring, uh, if those rivers and if that groundwater isn't replenished, then with a heavy heart, we might have to think about introducing further restrictions.
1: We are talking so much, of course, with these repeated heat waves about climate change and how difficult long term the challenges are getting. How can you as a water provider prepare for longer term, warmer weather and, as you mentioned, drier winters?
3: Yeah, this, this is a really big issue. Uh, we do do 25, 30 year plans uh, to, to think about whether we've got enough water to supply our customers over that sort of period, taking account of things like uh, climate change. To be honest, what we need here is a multi-pronged approach. So we need to reduce demand. Uh, people in the in, in the UK actually consume quite a lot of water. The average is nearly 150 litres uh, per person per day. Uh, and if you look at Germany, it's closer to 120 litres. Uh, and actually, work's been done in Copenhagen, in Denmark, that's reduced that demand to around 100 litres per person uh, per day, so that's part of the story. Part of the story is we need more water storage. Uh, we do get uh, rainfall, uh, we do get water at some times of the year but not consistently and actually that rainfall is going to become much more erratic uh, with climate change so we need to store water more uh, and we also need to move water around the country more. We need to move water from where it is uh, to where we, we, we need it and one of the things we are uh, considering at Thames Water at the moment is uh, putting in a pipeline to take water from the River 7 uh, into the River Thames uh, precisely to do that. But this is definitely going to be a multi-pronged approach over years.
2: And you said that in a worst case scenario, industrial water usage might need to be capped. How would you choose which businesses to do that to? And surely if you're going to affect farms that rely on water for crops, that would only add to inflation of food prices.
3: We are just not at that stage yet. We're, We're not considering that at the moment. It's a possibility at some point in the future. We'll think about that uh, when we get closer to that point. And I don't want to alarm people at the moment. On your point about agriculture, actually, a lot of uh, farmers, that they, they take water directly from the environment, uh, not necessarily supplied by us, but actually taking the water directly from the environment. Uh, and that's regulated by the Environment Agency. Uh, so uh, the agricultural community will be talking to the Environment Agency about uh, restrictions that might be placed on their ability to take water from the environment for, for example, irrigation crops
1: what about in you know when you're talking about the the need for long-term investment is that going to mean that we're going to have to pay a lot more for water in the future
3: well, obviously, we are regulated. We're a monopoly business and our economic regulator off what challenges all of us uh, in, in the water companies to get more efficient uh, over time. Uh, and that's good news because that's a downward pressure on bills. But you're right. There is an upward pressure on bills uh, that comes from the need for really substantial investment to improve the resilience Uh, of our water supplies. And that's partly uh, about storage, it's partly about pipes. And it's also about investment in things like metering, uh, so that we can help uh, manage customer demand and and, and help our customers to understand more about when they use water, what they use it for, and so we can support them to reduce that demand.
2: And touching on something that you mentioned before, the, the Rivers Trust says that the UK uses more water per capita than any other country in Europe. Why is it that we're so wasteful?
3: Well, there's a lot that we can do to uh, use water more more wisely. And I think a lot of it starts... Uh, in the home, uh, people's choices of appliances, so for example the difference between energy efficient dishwashers and water uh, water efficient uh, washing machines is, is, is really quite large, that, those are choices people can make um, things like uh, having the tap running uh, when you're cleaning the te- clean your teeth that uses litres of, of water installing dual flush loos you know, that shorter flush as opposed to the bigger flush that saves litres of water uh, every day and we know that flushing the loo is one of the biggest uh, uses of, of, of water Uh, in the home. If people can take shorter showers, that will be fantastic. I think sometimes in in other countries, there's more of a sensitivity to the fact that water is is actually a scarce resource. Whereas I think in the UK, we tend to think that we're a damp country, we tend to think that it rains a lot. And so water is plentiful. So we don't need to think about it. And what we're learning at the moment is that's just not the case.
1: Do we need to go further down the route of desalination as well as the other options that you had for increasing water supply?
3: It's possible. Uh, And I know some companies are are certainly uh, thinking about that. Uh, I think Southern uh, has a desalination plant for Lee. We have one uh, at Thames Gateway. But the problem with desalination plants is they are incredibly in uh environmentally damaging they're 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 not they're not your first choice water resource they use a lot of power they use a lot of chemicals uh, they're quite complicated bits of kit to maintain Um, so then they wouldn't be anybody's first choice but actually uh, to have the right mix of different sources uh, of water uh, particularly to draw on in extreme weather circumstances uh, that makes that makes sense but but to use these plants all the time probably doesn't make sense.
1: Bloomberg Daybreak Europe weekday mornings at 6am on london dab digital radio and on demand via the bloomberg business app and bloombergradio.com